Hey, it's Dr. Lisa, and it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. You know what? I'm having so much fun. This is like the worst. This is the worst, but I just love uh I just love imagining Donald Trump running around the White House yelling like an idiot pig. And I just feel like like I'm a little obsessed with the news, which isn't which my husband like kind of hates, but that's what's on my mind. And um Thanks for listening. Let's get the let's get the uh, you know the details over with because I've got this amazing guy Rob Pavaronian. Did I pronounce your name right? Close, Paravonian. Pa- Paravonian, Paravonian, yeah. folks. <laughs> and um, he's just like re- he's obscenely talented, obscenely talented. Thanks. And uh, he's also like super interesting, and I don't really know him very well, so <laughs> I want to have my chance to grill him as much as I can. <laughs> Are you ready for that, Rob? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I had a half a sandwich. I'm, you know. You're ready. Right. He's ready. My He's electrolytes ready. are he, up. He has a lot more experience, <laughs> a lot more performing experience than I do. So I hope I hope I can handle it. I'm sure. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we, we can arm wrestle. <laughs> um. Anyway, so um, I just want to rem- you know, say thanks for listening. Uh, support our station, which is really, really awesome, and we're growing. You want to be part of this, folks, and uh, if you, you know, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, give us a couple of bucks, you will be part of our family. You can even donate to this show, Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit, and then, uh, well, that'll make me feel good. I don't know if that's good for this show in particular or not, but I am working on my self-esteem always, <laughs> and... Uh, if I'm, I'm going to be talking to Rob about a lot of stuff today. So if you want to call in and uh, maybe just want to call in anyway, because here's the thing. Rob's cute. <laughs> 718-928-9732. That's 718-928-9732. Okay. So I did, I said all the things that you need to hear. Now I'm going to tell you a little bit about like uh, what happened when Rob came in just like, 15 minutes ago. First of all, Rob is um, a comedic, how do you, how do you, how do you describe yourself? A comedic songwriter? That's one, yeah. That's or what would you gist- say? Yeah, I, um, it's always tricky to get them both like comedy musician, comedic songwriter, comedian songwriter. Well, your talent <laughs> is, as I was saying, very realized, but it's also not in a particular, it's kind of, it's not in a, um, it's like it crosses a lot of categories. It's very original, right? Yeah, and there's you know there's a, the comedy musicians out there. We uh, we always are sort of stuck between the comedy world and the in the music mm-hmm. world, and some people come from one or the other. And uh, there's there's a lot of us out there, but it's still like it's. Um, well, one thing that really impresses me about you, Rob, is the level of um, uh, uh, realization, polish, professionalism, oh, thank the you. level of the you know, it's just super high quality and like very fully realized. Like it seems like you've made all the decision, like you've really, it's really well made and really well done and really thought out. And, um, so I feel like you really stand out in that category. I'm just going to say that I'm not, (laughs) I'm not trying to make you feel good. I'm just wanting you to know how smart I am about recognizing good work. That's really what I'm trying to do. (laughs) Thank you. Do you think I am? Oh, yeah, you're great. You're, you're good. I'm good I agree at, with your... With my I agree assessment. with you saying I'm great. I know what a real profession... <laughs> I know what a real... 
Also, your marketing uh, says a lot about you because I do do I am really familiar with your marketing, and your marketing is also very professional. Did oh, you know? Do you do you know? Do you know that you know that? Um, in some ways, I, I I feel I do a good job with it. I'm in some ways I I I'm not I'm like I'm I don't think I'm a good publicist. I'm not my uh, but I think I'm good at making flyers and like the visual side of it and getting thing. But yeah, the uh. Like pitching to to blogs and trying to get people to write about it—that's the part I'm bad at. But I'm good. I think I'm good at pres- when people actually do see the things I do. I think I, I present what I'm doing well. Well, here's the thing, um, and I'd like to think that maybe I'm a little bit in your category, which is actually a good category. I think a good category to be in, which is uh, that was distracting. Did you hear somebody whistle? Heard, no, it was like a tweet. Like it was a. It was a. Oh, it was like a sound. Yeah, it was like a phone Weird or a computer sound. alert sound, and I. Oh, oh. So I think really? my I put mine in airport mode, but I don't think it was oh, me. Oh man! All right. Well, anyway. I don't know okay. If it came from the back. We're what? back. We're back. <laughs> and we're back. Okay. Um, I of course look out the window to see if somebody's trying to get my attention. <laughs> but anyway, so I just um, so here's what the category that we're in, Rob. I'm gonna put. I mean, we're gonna. I'm gonna just join. We're, I'm putting us in the same category. It's good for me. I don't know about you, but so there are people who um, are really into the work who are kind of like more about the work than about, and they don't have the kind of ego that um, some people, that some other creative people have, and they are really good at putting out, like they put their... They work hard and they put out really good promotion and they do the job and they do everything they can to make sure to take good care of their work and get their work out there. But then, like, they're not the asshole that's going to be really (laughs) aggressive about getting that meeting, which particularly in show business uh, can really make a difference. Do you think that's an accurate or is there any accuracy at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just mouthing off. No, that's definitely, yeah. I am... yeah, I'm not good at the uh, the social side of the entertainment industry, and I I don't like it. You know, that sort of socializing for business ends. You know, like schmoozing or whatever you want to call it. Like uh, some people are really good at that. They have no qualms about as soon as they meet you asking you to do something for them or something. And that's the stuff I always shy well, away from. Well, and... I don't. I don't even think it's. I think you're either made out of that or not. And I often feel, um, you know, as a uh, therapist or in the psychological <laughs> interest in, from a psychological point of view or a personality point of view i often feel that the people that are really focused on the work might be a little self-critical and they really they really are thinking about the work and those are the people that usually are really like nice and very um authentic and being authentic with your work is good for your work but it doesn't mean that you're not good socially or not interested in socializing. It just means that you're not going to be a natural at selling your work, which is a really very different skill than making the work. Yeah, I definitely feel that and way. And I think they're at odds a lot. Yeah. Which is why all the movies are so crappy. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, well, it's, there's, you know, it's you, you see that you see the posters for some movies and you just know that it was like mm-hmm. put together you you know that it was like marketing first and then everything else was filled in <laughs> afterwards like another transformers movie and another you know another reboot yeah. of uh, you know we're not talking about creative integrity that's what i'm saying 
I mean, those movies. You and I are talking about. <laughs> yeah. So I have a bunch of things I want to ask you about your 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 per- personal life, and I want to <laughs> ask you about your career. There's a lot of stuff I want to get to, but I want people. We're gonna play. A few, we're gonna have you play a few songs live, which Woo! is so cool that you brought your guitar. Yeah. Excellent. And um, I want people to see under. I wanted people to have a sense of you through your music. So we're gonna play. I would love you to play one of your songs first, okay. and then we'll talk, and then I'll grill you. So, what? Tell us about your song. What you're planning on playing? Do you? Oh, there's the guitar. It's out of the case. Oh, okay, yeah. go, go. I think yeah. I want to. I'd like to start off with, uh, in honor of upcoming Father's Day. Uh, here's a song, and also it's a very Brooklyn-oriented song. It's because um, I've, I've been living in the same neighborhood for a while now, and um, it's turning into. I'm in what pro- neighborhood? What neighborhood? I'm in Prospect Heights. Right. So uh, Park Slope, which is a very family parental area, has uh, overflowed into Prospect Heights. And so now lots of uh, professional married people are coming to my neighborhood and having kids. And so this song is uh, called Baby in a Bar. And it's about, you know, because I would get up, you know, I you know I go to a bar, have, you know, happy hour. It's, mm-hmm. it's always distracting to me when I see babies in a bar. It just seems so out of place to me. But then I realize I can't get mad at the baby. It's not the baby's mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. So I wrote this song from the point of view of the baby. <laughs> awesome. I'm a baby in a bar. Everything is so big. Daddy's drinking a beer. He won't give me a swig. This is a great place for me. With all this vodka and glass Every surface is wet I know that I'll bust my ass But don't blame my dad, he's not an alcoholic We've been stuck in the house, I got the colic My tummy hurts because my sphincters don't sphinct I've been screaming for days and daddy needs him a drink And I think the bartender's not happy with me Cause I don't know how to tip and I don't have ID And all the guys here hate me cause I'm blocking their jocks By tripping all the ladies' biological clock, 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 clock I'm a baby in a bar I'm a baby in a bar I'm a baby in a bar This place used to be cool But now while I'm sitting here In a puddle of drool And I think I annoy The bartender tonight When she shakes up a drink I just shriek with delight Cause it's shiny and it makes funny noises I'm getting dirty looks and I guess I deserve it But maybe they're all jealous of my bottle service But I think it's cause I'm ruining their sense of mystique This neighborhood used to be edgy, now it's Sesame Street But it's not my fault, so spare me your scorn I didn't choose this place, I was dragged here in a Bjorn So before you take it out on me Stop and think, you all are here to get laid Where do you think that will lead? to a baby in a bar <laughs> and yeah that was awesome <laughs> thank you kindly oh thank man you. that's so good that's should that's such a park slope theme <laughs> do people love that have you played it in park have you done that in park slope 
Um, no, but other parts of Brooklyn yeah, in my neighborhood. Like yeah, people like go nuts, right? Because they really get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is such a, wow. That's one thing. Well, see, in Bushwick, the problem is, is that I'm with my husband and we're surrounded by gorgeous young women. There are no babies, but <laughs> then that's another thing. So anyway, um, so I asked you if, um, I asked you before uh, we started whether you had ever been in therapy and you said no. So here's two things that surprised me about you. How old are you? 47. 47, you look great. Wow. (laughs) I was going to say maybe 40, maybe. Okay. So here, folks, listen, guys. So this is what's surprising me about Rob. Okay. First of all, he is really good looking. Okay. He's in great shape and he's a really good looking guy. And he doesn't have a girlfriend. Okay. And I don't get that. And then on top of that, I asked him if he's ever been in therapy and he said no. So I got to I gotta find out what's going on here. <laughs> I also told Rob before we started that I didn't want him to like talk about things he doesn't feel like talking about. So I'm just putting that out there, guys, that like if he doesn't feel like talking about it, he's just going to let us know. Okay, Rob? <laughs> so why don't you have a girlfriend? <laughs> well, I, well I'm, I'm, I'm seeing someone, but it's, um, it hasn't, I don't think it has evolved to serious. To your girlfriend? To, S- Yeah. So how, what's your dating history? Um, I'm not one of those, I'm not a serial dater. I'm not someone who always is dating someone. Um, have you had any girlfriends? Yeah, I've how? had, I've had, uh, I've like, I've had two like long-term, what I felt were very serious relationships. And how long-term? Uh, one was uh, two years, one was about five. Mm-hmm. And uh, the five-year one ended about three or four years ago, and I've, I've, dated a few people since then mm-hmm. but um and i did i did my first uh tinder online date last uh fall was, uh-huh. that was the first time i did any sort of um but yeah i'm not i i'm not very i'm kind of an introvert so like i am very happy being like sort of a hermit and working on stuff you know i have a home recording studio so right. i write a lot i work a lot, i'm i'm yeah so you're really into your work yeah and, and that takes up a lot of when was the last time, how long ago was the five-year relationship? It was about three or four years ago. Oh, that's what you ago. said, yeah. but how did that end is what I wanted to ask. It sort of just slowly, uh, it slowly, it wasn't an anim, uh, what's the word? There was not a lot not of anim- anim- animosity. Were you, were, did you, have you ever lived with anyone? Yes, but I wasn't living with the person I was with for five years. We actually lived pretty close to each other, so, you You know. never actually lived together. Yeah, it's, well, that's part of. Part of, uh, you know, part of the thing that sort of holds me back is in New York, you know, um, rent is expensive and it's, to me, it's, it's just terrifying to like get on a lease with someone when you're not a hundred, you know. No, I got it. You know what? Maybe you don't, maybe like what I'm curious about is maybe you don't really, you know, maybe like not everybody has to mate up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm not meaning to, um, make you feel pressured that you do have to mate up. I'm just. I'm just curious. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, and I want to know if you're maybe, you know, maybe, maybe this is what you're comfortable with. Maybe this is what you like. So let's find out a little bit about your childhood. <laughs> How did you grow up? I grew up in uh, beautiful Waukegan, Illinois, which mm-hmm. is, <clears throat> excuse me, is north of Chicago. It's like an industrial town about an hour north of Chicago on Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, two older sisters. Um, 
dad was a school teacher. My mom, I was the youngest, so my mom started to go back to work as I was becoming functional and going to school, you know, and spending time in school. My mom mm-hmm. started working as a secretary again mm-hmm. and then went, was doing night school mm-hmm. and eventually started working other jobs. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it seemed like a normal five, well, normal's a, not the right word, but, you know, like... So it was it was a you know we were a, a solid five member family uh-huh. for a while. <clears throat> did you get along with your sisters? I did. I you know they were um, seven and four and a half years older than me, so they were a bit you know being older like especially when you're a kid and they're that many years ahead of you like their social lives were sort of you know we didn't interact in the same social mm-hmm. circles a lot. Did you get like a <clears throat> lot of attention at home? Um, like being the baby. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I I know I did in some in some ways. Yeah. There was definitely. Uh, Do you think maybe your mother's favorite? Um, I don't. Uh, <laughs> no, I think my, my mom's pretty pretty fair. I think. Um, I think my well, my here's the thing. My older sisters had a sort of differing relationship with her because you know that I think just being all women, right? And also, um. So my mom actually moved to Texas when I was 14. My parents uh, split up. Oh, and okay. so I was the only one still living in the house. So I was the one who had to decide where to where to go, you know, because right. that's tough. Yeah, it was it was awkward. And I so I chose to stay living with my dad, but mostly because I just wanted to stay in the same town and right. in, in high. I just it was after my freshman year of high school. So yeah, I, it makes sense. I, I voted more for as much consistency or status quo as I can, I can manage like the thought of moving mm-hmm. to a new school in a different state, mm-hmm. you know, with the, you know, Texas and Chicago have different, mm-hmm. you know, just different culturally. Mm-hmm. So, um, so my, my sisters had both parents throughout their high school experience and my high school experience was basically me and my dad, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, right. and right. yeah, you know, it was sort of, I think it was a little bit, uh, you know, but, a little at, bit. A little bit depressing, like, but also added to the normal teen angst where, you know, parents and teenagers argue there was, you know, just a, a bit sur- surliness that... Uh, so did you argue with your dad? A little bit, yeah. And and what kinds of things, like... Oh, just household, like, almost like roommate-type stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. getting after... Getting, <laughs> you were... He was... He was... He was an adult living with a teen boy. Who wants <laughs> yeah. to do that? That sounds yeah. horrible. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's like the worst roommate ever, <laughs> especially when you had a wife. I mean, his. did your mother do a lot of the house stuff? Did she keep the shit together at home? Yeah. So, yeah, that that could be very, very difficult for, for a man um, who wasn't um, – you know, out of practice, wasn't prepared, didn't know what he was going to be in for. Yeah. And then uh, to be, you know, stuck at home with you, for God's <laughs> sakes. Yeah. Were you a good kid in high school, good grades? Things oh, like yeah, that? yeah. I always got, uh, as maybe mm-hmm. one of the reasons my older sisters were a little annoyed with me, because they would complain that I didn't have, as they weren't as strict with me as they were with them, and I didn't have a lot of rules. And my mom, now that we're all, you know, we're all older, my mom just sort of jokes, it's like, well, you know, I didn't need the like Robert didn't need the rules because I just didn't like I mean I I always got good grades I was in orchestra and did sports uh-huh. and stuff so I I didn't get into a lot of trouble a little bit here and there but uh, nothing you know nothing where I was out all night and they had to go search the town for me or anything you, like you that were, you were you were like a discipline directed kid right yeah I got good mm-hmm. grades Your dad I, was I, lucky <laughs> I did you know I did my homework and uh, and well, how was that when you when your parents split up was that really hard like was it upsetting that you didn't get to see your mom and your 
I mean, when did your sister had your sisters already moved out? Yeah, my they, well, everybody. Yeah, around that year seemed like everybody kind of went off in their separate ways. So my oldest sister would have been, I think she had just graduated college, and she, um, yeah, she was. I can't remember when she started seeing uh, her now husband, mm-hmm. but she was basically, yeah, she was living with. I don't know if she was living with him yet. My sis, my middle sister had moved out to California. Yeah, but you were living in like a very um, like lively household, and then it came down to you and your grumpy dad. Right? <laughs> yeah, it got quiet. You know, cause that must have been really. That must have been really it was a drastic change. That's for sure. Yeah. Like that must have been really off-putting. Did you try to avoid being at home, or how'd you manage it? Yeah, yeah, I definitely like. I was, I was, you know, and I was active. I did sports, and I was in uh, a couple plays and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and I've had, I had part-time jobs at times. So yeah, there were times where you know. Did you? How did you feel about bringing your friends home? Um, did your dad meet any? Of, did you have any girlfriends in high school? No, I didn't date in high school at all, and not mm-hmm. even that much in college. Um, mm-hmm. I my, my I I was in band, so like we would have band practice in the mm-hmm. basement. So my dad was supportive about you know that. So he knew the guys that I played music with and stuff. So you've never you've never been a real dater. No, <laughs> no. And so, but you're you're so appealing and everything. So do you think that like girls like you and and. Do you, maybe, is it like you don't have, maybe, maybe there's just a lot of girls out there. You have options. Um, don't, don't you think you probably, <laughs> there are probably some girls, do girls try to get your attention and want to go out with you? And then the, um, you, I, they wind up being, you have you disappointed a lot of women? That's what I'm trying to ask you. <laughs> I think I've, I've, at times I've disappointed some at times they some have disappointed me or just not you know i've liked some more than they've liked me and vice versa you know um mm-hmm. but uh yeah again i'm just i'm not social i'm not very uh outgoing or in most situations like when i'm hanging with people i know well um uh-huh. i I'm, I'm a little bit more outgoing and there are times where i do i'm more social than others, but in general, I, 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 I'm kind of a wallflower, introverted person. So you just, you just really like. Maybe you're just really satisfied with your work, doing your work. I and you don't, you don't ever be. I mean, I was gonna say maybe you were an only child, but <laughs> and you're just like really happy being by yourself. I am. I do it. You know, I enjoy my solitude. I do know that about myself. Mm-hmm. I really do. Uh, you know, like mm-hmm. when I work on my albums in my home studio or. Uh, Two years ago, I took a lot of time off and I, I wrote a musical and I just, wow. I really, in, you know, I enjoy writing. I, I like the process. I like mm-hmm. the process of writing music and then recording it. Um, so you're, you yeah. just really like your time. I, I do. Yeah, and- I could see that. <laughs> I could see, I could see that. And I guess, um, you know, also there must be, but, okay, so are you, Okay. And just this is the devil's advocate question. <laughs> advocate since away. A, since I'm not a real therapist, I can g- get away with this shit. <laughs> um, so do you ever feel like, um, I kind of asked this question, by the way, of a fairly well-known artist uh, who I saw after a few, when, a few years after I asked him a, few, a couple of weeks ago, and he's married and his wife's pregnant now. Yeah, so. cool. But I asked him the same question. He's very successful. Um so, like, do you feel like your work is getting in the way of, or like, part, like, is it limiting you with people? Yeah. Well, I think, well, in the relationship department, it is because there, I don't have 
career security in this business, you know? And, <laughs> really? Yeah. That's shocking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, not a starving artist, but also not a, uh, you know, just every year you, I make, you know, a different amount of money. And it's, you know, so that, I I guess I think my biggest thing is I've always tried to avoid the stress uh, or just keep my lo- overhead as low as possible. And it's easier to do, to do when I'm by myself, you know, like, if, uh... and usually the, the, the women I have dated are also in the same boat, you know, I fellow artists or creators. Right. So, um, and dating is so expensive for men. Women still fucking expect that. Shit, <laughs> right. Am I right about that? Yeah. Some, um, like you got to pay for the first date, right? Yeah. Kind of. Or think, expect to maybe. Yeah. I, one rule, I actually worked on a dating show. I worked with this woman, uh, who had a character named breakup girl and it was, uh, it was like an advice, like a comedy advice show. And, uh, her rule of thumb, and this was about 15 years ago, but her rule of thumb was whoever does the invite, whoever invites the other person on a date should be the one that pays. But um, a lot of times it's still the guy. I but- agree with that in theory. And I agree that, you know, yeah, women should ask. But I mean, like, I'm just shocked because, you know, uh, 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 all the years I've been on this planet, women, <laughs> in my mind, don't get me started, but women have gone backwards, actually, if you ask me. And that could be a whole radio show in itself because <laughs> they're fucking, fucking. Oh my God. Call it lean out. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, uh, but yes, there are, it's definitely going to, but, but I'm wondering if there's something that is so safe about your work. Like, here's the thing. Okay. As an artist, we want you to have, um, you know, enough experiences. Focusing on your work and discipline is A, but B is having a, you know, enough growth experiences, enough uncomfortable experiences, enough unpredictable experiences that it will feed your work. Right, to have something to create about. Well, inspire you and change you and alter you and fuck with your head like I'm trying (laughs) to do right now. (laughs) So um, how do you feel about um, on that spectrum? Are you doing well? Are you doing okay in that area? Do you travel? Do you meet new people like what's yeah what's, i do what's, what's that about i do travel i i, I for work yeah okay and sometimes well for i i mix sometimes i'll mix work and fun travel like mm-hmm. for example i went to uh in april i went to the to canada to the canadian rockies a friend of mine is a travel blogger and writer oh, wow. and i went as his videographer to make a lot of like the social media video posts oh, for wow. him so you know it was like a nice five-day cool. trip from vancouver to the rockies and then i have friends in seattle so i went to seattle for three days after that to catch mm-hmm. up with some friends mm-hmm. and you know i i try i i i think of myself as a bit of an explorer like i used to mm-hmm. go on the road a lot um like from, yeah from about 95 till about are you, are you making a six. living you're making a living off your work um, some years, yes. Some years, no. Like mm-hmm. I'm, because I'm trying to do more writing, uh, I'm not on the road like I used to be. So I, I do some other freelance gigs like video editing and Photoshop work here in town. Mm-hmm. Makes it a little bit related more stable. Things, related but yeah, I used yeah. to do a lot. I used to make a, a decent living just p- performing at colleges, uh, you know, oh, and, right, and yeah. so I've been to all 50 States, uh, oh, you know, really? and, uh, wow. a lot of the colleges are in small towns in parts of the state you wouldn't mm-hmm. otherwise maybe go to. So I, I really You've enjoy that. I, I really like, uh, Exploring right. towns and just seeing new places. Have, have you traveled alone? Like yeah, just for mostly. fun? Oh yeah, just yeah. For fun. 
Yeah, I went to Paris uh, finally because I uh, cashed in my frequent flyer miles uh, years ago and just yeah did eight days in Paris on my on my own, which okay. I really liked. I went to Amsterdam for uh, for a show, but did three extra days just to explore. Okay. So yeah, I'm very good you're, at traveling, traveling by myself because because your, uh, you're so self contained. <laughs> yeah, but you know I I enjoy it because. Uh, you just stumble upon things and explore, okay. and you, you find things you don't expect when How you're traveling. About this, making new friends, getting involved in groups of new people. How's that? How's that? I've, I've been making more of an effort to do that lately because maybe, 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 maybe that's maybe that's where the potential growth is. Yeah. I've been, what do you think about that? I've been I've been making an effort in that area because. Uh, Part of it is a is a result of age. A lot of my friends are married and having yeah. kids, and so they we don't I don't socialize with them as much as I used to, or it can't do it as often. But mm. um, yeah, I'm in a softball league now, so I'm oh, actually good. Thursday night I'm playing That's tonight. Very and dangerous, you know. I did. I <laughs> There's did injure, gunmen out there. <laughs> I did injure injure my foot last year. Oh, all right. But um, but that's fun. So I I'm, I've mm-hmm. you know met a bunch of new people through that. Um, do and, you drink? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's not like you're like I'm not going to any bars or being around anyone who's socializing, drinking. No. Okay. And, there, and actually, so there's this really in my neighborhood. One of the first, you know, my neighborhood has gentrified a lot over the last 15 years. But about 12, 13 years ago, a new bar opened, a small little bar around the corner from me, and it's owned by a woman who lives in the neighborhood. And it's a really cool, well, not cool like trendy bar, but it's it's a great. It, it was it was such a great place because I met a lot of people that lived in the neighborhood. Oh yeah, that's great. From and it was all. That's what you need. It was the kind of an open place where it wasn't just the white hipsters going here. It was people right. who, who grew up in the neighborhood, like awesome. people in their fifties who lived in the neighborhood, yeah. younger people. So that was. It was a really interesting. Like I, I, I met so many people that live in my neighborhood. So I feel a lot connected to my neighborhood now because I actually I walk down the street and I run into people I know all the time, oh, which is really okay. sort of a nice that's feeling. Good. That's um, good. So that you know, so that place, as much of an introvert as I am, like. The owner, you know, when especially when she first opened, you know, it was, you know, five, six people going mm-hmm. in there and whatnot. She was always there behind the bar and she was very welcoming. And she's one of those sort of um, natural host type people that brings people together and gets conversations going. Do you, so. do you ever, I mean, do you, do you wish you had a girlfriend? I'm assuming you're straight. There's everything about you so straight, right? <laughs> I am straight, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, do you, do you, do you, um, do you like ever think like it'd be nice to have a girlfriend or, I mean, is that something that's, or is that something on your, you know, on, or I'd like to meet that woman. I'm, <laughs> like, are you, are, I wonder if you've gotten so hardened that you might find a woman that looks interesting that you'd like to talk to, but you are, you just don't even see it anymore. I, I don't know. That's kind of like what happens <laughs> when you get married and you see somebody you're attracted to. Yeah. I, <laughs> Um, do you think? Do you think that you've you've eliminated that? I don't. Th- I hope I haven't eliminated that completely. But I think it's it's not on my mind first and foremost. But like I said, I'm, I'm dating someone now, and it's um, mm-hmm. it's I it's it's nice. We we enjoy each other's company. She's a lot younger than me, though. That's another function of living in New York. And I'm 47, and in the comedy entertainment world, I just naturally meet people. How old is she? 28. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong. I mean, there's nothing like it's not it's wrong, not like, yeah. but. But I mean, she's not she's a, gonna be. She's also probably not gonna be like. It's it's like gonna be hard, it, like that. Doesn't sound serious. Well, that's the it's thing. Easy I don't, for it not to be serious. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's hard happen. to make long term plans because she's in. You know, we're just in different stages of our life or different parts of our life. Right. You know, like right. I, and and I'm all for it. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. 
I'm really judgmental, but that's my problem. <laughs> so I'm just that. I'm just, I know I'm really judgmental and critical, but like, I'm just saying, like, she could also be putting that part of your life on hold too, which is okay. I mean, you know, you, you're much more together than I am. I'm not, I'm, I'm in a glass house here. But um, no, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, she could also be putting your life on hold in that way because you're sort of getting something, but it's not going to, you know, not going to really probably i mean whatever you're in different places she's not going to be saying when are we moving in yeah like i'm wait i'm you know when are we moving in i mean do your does your family like ever say how come you're not getting married or no i think they've written that off off. (laughs) just as you have okay so anyway um, actually my oldest sister for a while she's you know and well i heard it through she has three kids and i heard it through one of her her uh her middle daughter was a teenager at the time and she said something like oh uncle rob we wish you could find somebody i'm like that sounds exactly like your mother saying like you yeah. you guys have talked about this and now and it's coming out but it, it probably it's probably really annoying at this point is it does it did admit does it feel annoying when people are like that it's like well, does they, it make you want to rebel like i don't even want to no not too not too much because it do, they don't do it a lot and uh-huh. it i i feel that it comes from a place of sweetness you know with them um mm-hmm. And you know my mom, yeah, my mom is very cool. She's she's very she accepts me for, you know, for the great guy you are. Well, that's like really reliable and got his shit together. Yeah, well, good for her. Well, but, you know, and she she encourages the 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 creative side of things, and she you know. I'm sure she wished I you know had really Reproduced. super stable well that and had super stable uh you know life but she knows that i take care of myself i've always been responsible so she doesn't yeah, I, exactly. I, I, she doesn't worry any any more than a normal mother i think worries but she also like her she got remarried in texas and she had two stepdaughters who each have two kids so she's got a bit of the grandmother she 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 got she got to fill that role with well, them that's good. <laughs> yeah so um rob time for time for another song okay because i don't want to run out of time we got it i want to get another song in here excellent tell us about this song let's see what's uh just when it got really awkward i got <laughs> let's see i'm gonna remind myself what uh oh, oh. um i guess well yeah we're talking um, we're talking about uh well yeah. let's talk about we're, it... we're sort of talking about sex but not directly <laughs> okay go ahead uh let's see i'm gonna do this one is is uh one that i like it's um it's about the way we communicate now because it's all through text. Oh, good. Like, okay. For example, the 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 woman I'm dating, um, we've never actually had a voice conversation on the phone. It's all text, mm. and then we see each other in person. So. Isn't that funny how life is? Now? And it's just yeah. yeah. So the technology has, I think, changed how we commu- well, You know, the the mediums with which we communicate, but also Absolutely. changes changes what we say to each other and how we communicate. So this song is sort of about that. It's. There are computers in our pockets Connected to the world They're always on and we should never feel alone We use them to photograph our lives And put it all online Sometimes I forget that they're still phones In fact, phone calls are so rare When one comes in I there's only one thought running through my mind. Who died? Oh my gosh, who died? Something terrible's happening. Why else would my phone ring and fill me with such dread inside? 
what's wrong? <laughs> no, no, that's George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Christian Bale's in the other one. <laughs> oh, no, that was Ben Affleck. Oh, no, that wasn't good. No. I guess if he were Italian, he might look like me. I don't... Look, Mom, I have to go. I'm on a radio show in the middle of a song. Okay, yeah. Love you, too. Okay, bye. Crisis has been averted. Calmness is reasserted. I'm sorry I blurted out my worst fear. Please don't think me deranged. It really was so strange. That's the first call I've gotten all year. I know I overreacted. It won't happen again. I won't even sweat this new call coming in. Unknown number. <laughs> Who died? It's the FBI. My friends are stuck in a hostage scene. What else could this call mean? Bodies need to be identified. Who died? Who is this? <laughs> no, I canceled that appointment. Because you guys don't take my new insurance. <laughs> well, then start taking Privation Mutual. <laughs> Fine, same to you. I'm not saying don't reach out at all. Just send a text to warn me of your call. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to think, who died? Oh my gosh, who died? The cops found my number in your phone. I was last seen with you alone, and I don't have an alibi. Who died? Oh my gosh, who died? Why does my ringtone leave me terrified? I can't relax, I've tried. All I can think is who died? Who died? Who died? Who died? Who, who is this? Oh, it's work. <laughs> I'll let that go to voicemail. And scene. Awesome. <laughs> that is so, so perfect. So <laughs> timely. Oh, yes. And um, I also just want to take this opportunity to remind people that they're listening to Dr. Lisa Gives a Ship Shit <laughs> with Rob Pavaronian. 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 And uh, radio on Radio Free Brooklyn, go to our website, look us up, give us money. <laughs> it's a nonprofit. We got to stay in business. Support Radio Free Brooklyn. Lots there, of great shows. There are a lot. Of, there's 70 shows now. Wow, that's amazing. I that's so know. good. It's just what it's the third or fourth season. It's really fifth. fifth. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, it's really right. It is really. It's really good. been fun to see see how it's grown. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. Since you've known the founder, since yeah, uh, since it was an idea that they were putting together and trying to figure out how to make it happen. One of one of Rob's old one of Tom's oldest friends is Rob. Rob has Tom has two really close friends named Rob. I just yeah. realized that Rob Pease. I know. Oh, that's so funny. So um, I want to make sure that we also get to, so let's talk about your career. We realize that, you know, that you're basically like somebody who, who has managed to avoid dating because it's sensible. <laughs> um, I mean, I totally, I totally get that. I think there's probably a lot of people out there. By the way, ladies, call in. I'll, I'll introduce you to them. 718-928-9732. It's your last 20 minutes to get to get a chance to say hi to this guy. I could put in a word for you. But anyway, um, let's talk about your career because you had mentioned that you have some thoughts about that before we got on the air. So what's going on? What are your, what are your think, what's your thinking about your career at the moment? Well, it's, I feel like it's, I'm sort of, it's a transitional phase or whatever, because I used to make my living going on the road and um, I don't do that anymore. And I'm trying to get more into the writing 
mm-hmm. and um, or even you know producing music and mm-hmm. for other people. So you used to do, make most of your work. You, most of your work was from colleges. Is yeah, that what I used I'm to. Tour, yeah, I used to tour a lot. And like that's like probably. I mean, that's a that's like a bonanza for men un, under thirty, and you probably did it till you were probably busy till you were like 40 something. Yeah, and right? I, you know, part of it I might yeah, I might have aged out of it and I think the college market has changed a little bit oh, too yeah. over the years. Um uh, but yeah, you know, yeah. it's um to like crap. I do to like <laughs> dirty crap. Well, I do know some people that are like some some guys that are my, around my age that are still doing it, but it's um you know, I haven't they have these regional showcases for college entertainment and um the way to get a lot of college shows is to submit to one of these regional showcases and perform in it in, in front of all the uh student mm-hmm. activities kids. And you know, there's like 5 600 people submit to perform at these things and there are only maybe 6 to 10 comedy slots for that oh, for the weekend man. for one of the So it's just really hard to get one of those and if you don't get one of those it's hard to get booked. Um, yeah, and UCB is pumping them out like, <laughs> which they weren't when you started, right? Right. Yeah, I mean it's like everything else. Look, I'm in the art world, sort of, and the the you know the MFAs are flooding the market, you know, <laughs> and they're cute and they're young. I get it. I'd rather have a young twenty five year old woman piece of art any day. <laughs> piece of art. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so, but but anyway, I mean, irregardless, it's you want to start thinking about like what what's next, right? Yeah, and you know, I I I've always enjoyed writing. I've, I've written for sketch shows. I've written a few one act plays that have been produced, mm-hmm. and so I I would you know you have a, a history of writing and a, yeah and and a lot of work to show for it. I'm sure. Yeah, so I would love to I would love to get a writing job for for TV or a, you know like the, one of the streaming series, but you know that's also a very hard game to get into. Right. Um. And so, um, yeah, and, and also I've been in New York 20 years and I still love it, but it it's, can be a grind living here. And part of me thinks maybe if I move to like a, a smaller market or not market, that just sounds like I'm always That's all right. But, you know, like a, a move to a, like a smaller artsy city, you know, like I know some people that have, you know, gone to, I mean, Austin used to be my escape fantasy town, but mm-hmm. I know that that's expensive and built up, but it's still, I love going there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just down in Charleston, South Carolina, which I really liked. Yeah, um, really I nice only was there for uh, two days for a gig, but uh, yeah, so I, I sort of, I'm on the look, I'm not seriously looking for other places, but I'm sort of trying to collect mm-hmm. ideas of like, because mm-hmm. I think it would be, I don't know, to sort of, I could focus on the art and not stress out so much about mm. long-term career if I just decide that, all right, if I'm not in New York and I'm not pursuing like a TV writing job or something, mm-hmm. then I could just, you know, hmm. yeah, just simplify a little, I guess, is what yeah. I'm thinking about. I mean, um, I could, I could, uh, I could, I could, I mean, I could see how that would make sense. Do, do you, how do you feel about change? Is change something uncomfortable for you? Like um, big change? Like I'm, this is what I'm thinking. I'm wondering if um, when your family moved in high school, when that whole thing happened, that was like a huge change and not a good one. No one, w- I mean, no one would have liked, no one was happy with that, it, <laughs> but, but it made sense. I'm sure it was, you know, whatever people do. I'm not, it wasn't the worst thing to happen right. to anybody. It was not child abuse. It wasn't, by an, any it means. wasn't an injustice. It just happened. No, <laughs> no. But um, I'm wondering if, a big like a big change is something that you're not a, completely comfortable with or you you know I'm wondering how you feel about that. I yeah, I don't know have you because you thought about that? Well, 
one of the things that it did spur, you know, I wanted, I went to college in Los Angeles and I wanted to go to a really big school and I wanted to go to California. I wanted to get really far away from home. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, that was a big change. That was me really wanting, it was part of it was just escape and wanting to like, I remember senior year in, in high school, we were talk, you know, we'd talk about various students or I think it was in psychology class that oh. the teacher brought up, you know, we're just asking us what was going into our college decisions. And uh, uh, some of the some of the people in the class were, you know, we want to go to a small liberal arts school or a smaller school where there's a good faculty to student ratio because a lot of them just kept saying, I don't want to be a number in a computer. And for I remember saying, I want to be a number in a computer. It's like, I want to go someplace Period. where I'm completely anonymous and like, not, yeah. not part of it to disappear, but also part of it. So like, I want to see how I do when I'm just a nameless face in the crowd, like what's, what, right. To what find out I who do? you are. I yeah. agree. I mean, I, I, that's exactly how I felt actually. Yeah. Yeah. Going to Syracuse. Yeah. I okay. went to Syracuse for the same reason, but anyway, I relate. Yeah. So, um, and then, that's how you felt. Yeah. And then I moved uh, back home after college and then I moved into the city of Chicago, which is about an hour mm -hmm. out from my hometown. That was, that was harder to do. Like it's, even though it was only an hour, but my dad was, my dad wanted people to stay at home. It's he's, he's Armenian, oh. was Armenian. Well, he, he passed away in uh, 95. That oh. was one of the things that prompted me to move to New York actually. But, he passed away. Yeah. And, and he didn't want you to move out. Yeah. He would, he, uh, he, yeah, he would have preferred I stayed at home. I think it's like, Ooh. you know, for, uh, I, well, is, is, are you the first First gener was he born in Armenia? No, he was. He was, he and his brother were born here. He had a, he had an older sister, half sister, that was born in Armenia that came okay. over with well, my new, grandmother. New, newly, but definitely, yeah, yeah he yeah. grew up like okay, I don't yeah. think he spoke English till he was five because oh, he grew okay. up in like an Armenian yeah. community. So, yeah, I get it. In, yeah, in Illinois. So he really was old. school. So they he did have a lot of like the old old school cultural. Mm -hmm. Even though he was the one in his family that uh, started pursuing acting and played football against his parents' wishes. You know, he was, he was very American in that mm -hmm. way, but he did, there were, there were some tendencies, some old so school tendencies. So your father, tendency. I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah, your father put pressure on you not to move out after you had actually, is that right? I mean, you were yeah. already in your twenties and your father did not want you to move? Right. It was never, it was never like anything that overt, but it was like, he liked, you know, like he want he wanted to help me find a job, whereas I would wanted to find my own job. Like when I was temping, oh, you know, like after college. And how old were you? Oh, twenty. I graduated college at twenty one, so like twenty one through twenty three, I lived in the basement. Oh. But I also lived in the basement in the, the not in the basement. There's a bedroom down there, but I, you know. Uh, because I was after college, my main pursuit was the band that I was in, and again, mm -hmm. I was trying to keep the overhead low so I could, you know, so the band can mm. function. But the other guys in the band were. Uh, mm had uh full-time jobs like i tempt just because i need i wanted to keep the flexibility up but the other guys had full-time jobs so it was uh mm -hmm. their scheduling conflicts mm. abound but so like i for a couple once i guess what i'm trying to get at is i moved to sh the city of chicago once i realized the band wasn't happening so i could pursue comedy on my own but yeah my dad would have like he liked I think he just liked having the family around him you know like my my sister mm -hmm. my oldest sister lived and worked in our hometown and uh, then eventually my middle sister moved but back home. But that's a lot of pressure on a young kid who's trying to, like, start his life. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I mean, it was, yeah, it's it was... cultural and I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't mean to sound as critical as I sound, for God's <laughs> sakes. But, um, I mean, it's totally normal and, uh, you know, it's not a bad, I'm not, like, making any judgment. I'm really not. But what I'm saying is I'm just trying to talk about how it affected you because I'm 
I'm feeling like there perhaps a pattern between what happened when you moved with your dad and you, and then what happened consequentially, like this really like lively family into this small place with this one person who you then had a lot of responsibility and commitment to, which, um, and then there's this other pattern where um, you moved when something didn't happen and then you moved to, moved to someplace else. And um, also always trying to, I'm going to say play it safe perhaps, which also sounds judgmental, <laughs> uh, playing it a little bit safe by not taking on a lot of overhead so you can do your art, which is, is you know, those are, but they're all like things that you can applaud, right? Staying home with your dad because it would have been really hard for him if you moved out. I could see that. And also trying to protect your art by not making money. I've seen all that, but like, there are so many things that you're doing that are good and the right thing to do that I'm wondering if Rob needs to be a little badder and take some <laughs> risks. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, yeah. It, it's, uh, I guess, yeah, it's probably it, a good idea. I, I, but I'm already thinking like, what is, what is the, uh, What's the good calculated risk? I'm already trying to calculate no, that. No, see, this is the problem. You need therapy to get over this. No, but I mean, the thing is, really, I mean, because taking, you know, and I, I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. Like, I mean, I had this corporate job for 27 years, uh, which was soul sucking. And if I hadn't ended my art on the side, now, if I had taken more risks, I might be further ahead of my art and feel less angry and bitter about my work career. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm holding on to. So I don't know, but I'm just saying, you know, like taking, you know, like there's no such thing as a calculated risk in this sense, I believe. Like yeah. calculated risk isn't, let me ask something else. Um, Cause we're really getting down to the wire as far as time goes. So uh, I'm just throwing out shit now <laughs> randomly. So can I, I'm just going to ask you this. So do you, how about one night stands? Do you often have one night stands? Have you ever had a one night stand? Do you occasionally have one night stands? I, I have occasionally, um, not lately. Um, is it something that you really avoid? No, uh, well, I don't in, intentionally avoid them. I, um, I don't pursue them like I guess when I was in my twenties, and if someone seemed interested in me, I would pursue it. If I was unattached, I would pursue it more. Whereas now, I don't feel obligated to pursue <laughs> every opportunity that comes along. Right, but I think some of see, I think that some of that, I think girls like it too. I mean, there must have been times where, um, and I one night stand is a derogatory way of saying like just people having a good time, really, yeah. for the hell of it. And I'll bet there are times where you've been in the situation where everybody would have been happy, um, but you are cautious and 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 uh, held back. Right, air air on the side of. Is that true? <laughs> I yeah, that has happened where I've yeah yeah where like so you would have been pra practically doing the woman a favor. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I don't. Um, we'll talk. We'll talk about this. <laughs> I don't. You know, and but that part of it doesn't cross my mind. Or if if it does cross my mind, there's part of me that feels creepy about it. It's like, 
to think like, oh, I'm doing you a favor, but like, no, just, no, you know, but I mean, like, where it's not like you're taking advantage, where it's clearly you're not right. I'm not taking, forcing it's anything. a mutual yeah. thing. It's a mutual thing. So I'm just the reason I even thought of that question is because, um, I don't know. I think that's something that uh, in is is an you know a good barometer of how much risk or an easy some sort of barometer how much risk you take with yourself and people and it's just a yeah just just we have eight we have eight minutes left and uh i think i think like that's that's something i don't know i think i i feel like i uh have a lot to think about here <laughs> um and i want to make sure that we get to do all the promotion that i want to do with you and make sure that people really know where they can find you and see you and all that. And then I want to make sure that we have time for at least one more song and that okay. we can end on your music. Cool. Do you have any, and you have anything else to say for God's sakes? Uh, <laughs> so much. <laughs> no, I mean, um, is there, have, I mean, is there, is there any, I mean, um, like Lisa, shut the fuck up. Or <laughs> is there something like you're, you know, like now, now you feel differently. Now you want to call, you know, you wish you had told your dad. Is there anything you want to say? Or uh, should we just move on? It's up to you. Um, well, I like the idea of, uh, I guess, embracing a little more risk or taking, taking or allowing myself to take some chances. You know, I like, I like that encouragement. I'll report back and see, okay. see if I'm able to make that cool. happen. Cool. Okay. Um, first of all, um, we want to make sure that everybody knows about your website, which is, you say, you oh, say. RobPRocks.com. So R-O-B-P-R-O-C-K-S.com. And let's talk about the fantastic video that's on their new video. Tell me about oh, it. Oh, yeah. it's So it's a new song uh, I wrote. It's called Somewhere Else. And it's about, it's very like upbeat 60s uh, pop with uh, fun horn arrangements. But it's about being an American traveling overseas and not wanting to talk politics. with Because everybody, when they find out you're an American, they all want to say, oh, well, what do you think about Trump? What do you think about this? And like sometimes you just don't want to, you know, you left the country to avoid, to avoid it. And so it's, it's, it's a song called hilarious. Somewhere Else about be, being overseas and trying to pretend that you're not an American. And so I did it at my monthly show last month. And Victor Varnado, who's a very funny comedian, but also a really brilliant video Huge director. talent. Yeah, so he was uh, a guest on my show, and he liked the song. He's like, "Like, let's do a video for it." So the next week, we shot it, and uh, he he shot it and edited it, and um, we just put it up this week. It's on my website at robprocks.com. Yeah, I, I posted it on my fa oh, on Facebook and uh, Instagram on my Facebook Instagram. If you guys, you know, you guys should go there. And then it also, when I was on your YouTube channel, it kind of goes into your other stuff too, okay. which is really really awesome. So I want to make sure that everybody that I encourage people to go see that. And then I also wanted to talk about your monthly show, which is next Saturday night. Yeah, it does. At QED, which we all love. And a lot of people, uh, a lot of the comedians and uh, that have been on here, I mean, I think everybody's pretty much promoted QED. Yeah, they do a lot it. of different, they, you know, the woman who runs at Cambry is great. Cambry, and they do a lot Cruise. of different shows. Uh, some are monthly, some are weekly. They have a... a some really supportive open mics for people who are, you know, trying to work on new things. Yeah, I mean, I, I've actually spot. taken some comedy classes there. Oh, cool. Yeah, because um, the thing about QED is it has a really amazing, like, vibe. Like, it's just, 
you can't, you can't, you, you kind of can't bomb there. Do you it's, feel it's, like that? It, well, yeah, it's, it's really supportive. Like the stand up, I went to a stand up open mic just last week there. And the, for stand up, it's a really supportive open mic. The venue is very supportive of, uh, like they're doing a lot of LGBT stuff for, the, for this month. They're very supportive Usually of women produced mic. shows. You know, it's, it's, yeah. cause the stand up world can be very dude heavy. Yeah. And so this place is not that. It's, it's a nice, it's a good, it's a good spot. And like, um, the room is so great. Like you can, um, it's like, it's, it like fits a lot of people, but it can feel like a really intimate place. It's not huge. And the, the, screens and all the stuff yeah. there I, yeah okay so it's a good spot saturday night every third saturday at seven thirty, which is a good time actually yeah um called don't feed the musicians and so it's going to be this saturday night yep. right two at days seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Who, who's on there this week? uh we have uh comedian selena Kopic. Uh, oh yeah she's great she's really good she's working on a material for a new album we have another comedian allison castillo who's very good and the comedy music duo Sam and Bill who are really oh, fun. Cool. So it's going to be a fun show. Cool. So we have uh three minutes left. Is there anything you want to promote before you do your last song? Um, Did we miss anything? Did um, we miss anything? I think, no, just uh, look me up. Okay. Uh, Rob P rocks is my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook web. You know, it's, that's the best way to find me out there. So you don't okay. have to spell Paravonian <laughs> <laughs> or, or even say it. All right. <laughs> good. So tell us about this. Third song. This, this song is brand new, and uh, it's it's a fun one. It's a little call and response if you want to sing along. Uh, it's uh, it's about how much I love buffets. So <laughs> so the part is buffet. Oh yay! Then I sing a line that rhymes with a. Then you say buffet. Oh yay! Then I sing another rhyme that rhymes with a. And so buffet. Oh yay! yay. Buffet. Oh yay! Buffet. Oh yay! Buffet! Oh, yeah! First course, eat like a horse. I'm a force to be reckoned with. You don't know who you're messing with. My food gets a blessing with ranch dressing. Pour it on by the ladle with the dose so high. The doctor says it's fatal from the cradle to the grave. Big food is all I crave. When I see it all end up, I don't know how to behave. I gotta get my money's worth, so I'll surf and turf. And I'll eat till I burst and take some home in my purse at the... Buffet, oh, oh yay. yay! I paid once, I'm gonna stay all day at the buffet, oh yay! Look at all the plates that I could fit on my tray at the buffet, Bu- oh, oh yay. yay! How much food could a human put away at the buffet, buffet. Oh, oh yay! I think I ate too much cause I can't feel my legs. Everything <laughs> should be tried, every entree inside. I will let it inside <laughs> me if it's breaded and fried. Why decide? Take it all, everything is included. Every tray should be looted until your body's polluted. If you computed all the calories that you're throwing down, it's probably enough to equal 25 pounds. But drown out the haters. You can deal with them later. There's no one here to stop because the place ain't got no waiters. At the buffet, oh yay. I'll attack that line like a green beret. At the buffet, oh yay. You're going to get run over if you get in my way. At the buffet, oh yay. Eating is a special skill on my resume. At the Buffet, oh yay! If I don't eat it, they're just gonna throw it away. And I didn't even mention dessert has its own section. When I finish all the entrees, I head straight in that direction. My affection for cakes and pies is so high that my eyes are bigger than my ass has ever been wide. There's a chocolate fountain I enjoy so much I think I'm sinning. Especially since all the cheering put their fingers in it. Every minute I have access to this bountiful spread is a minute I don't spend my life drowning in dread. At the buffet, oh yay! This place is like a church and I came here to pray at the